welcome again to How Are We Still Married? Hey. I didn't know if I could interrupt your makeout session with the cat to start the uh, show. When it's kitty time, it's kitty time. If she crawls into my lap and shoves her face into mine, I'm done. I'm going to sit there till she's finished. It did look like there was some makeout action happening. She though. was licking my lipstick. <laughs> That's nasty. I know. Do you know what else she licks? I know, yeah. but I, I washed my mouth then, but but she's so precious. I love my cats. I'm a writer, and I've constantly got a cat on me, and I just love that. But this this is our newer cat. She's 17 pounds, almost 18, and she's just barely a year old. She's enormous, and she's the perfect cat because she talks all the time, and when she crawls up and starts purring, I'm just going to sit there, so we had to take a little break. <laughs> Just gonna sit there. I I like to bicky the cat. Yeah, what, you do your own share of making out with cats. That's, that's my term for rubbing noses with the cat. I just remember your dad stomping around. Don't kiss the cat. Uh huh. Every yeah. time he would come to our house, don't kiss the cat. Well, that's that's what he always used to say. Yeah, to me <laughs> when I was a kid too. But we always had cats too since we've been married. Well, my my dad was never a big fan of cats uh, no, at all. No, but, I love cats. But my favorite. I, I had a cat named Butterscotch when I was a kid. And for some reason, he decided, well, first I wanted a guinea pig. And so I got this guinea pig named Fluffy that was a calico <laughs> guinea pig. And and the the, the joy of, of Fluffy was I would I had to keep him in a cage in the garage. Aww. And then I, I would bring him in. And it's cold in Ohio. I'd bring him in to the family room, open up his cage, and he'd dart underneath his couch. <laughs> and then for about 15 minutes, we're trying to fish Fluffy out from under the couch. And that was it. And then we put him back, back in the cage. Back to the cage. Yeah. But so, Poor Fluffy. So I invent, eventually convinced my mom and dad that we needed a cat. And so we got Butterscotch. And she and was- And then a, Don't Kiss the Cat Yeah. Out. Then mm-hmm. my dad still wasn't a big fan of the we cat. We ran Butterscotch off. You had to give get rid of Butterscotch. We did when we moved to another house. And Poor yeah, thing. I know. She and then was it probably was, looking for you. I know it. I didn't want to get rid of Butterscotch. We gave her to a nice family, but- uh, Well, still. I took her out to the farm out at- no, Oh. No, but- uh, <laughs> Anyway, so that was our trauma. So we've we've had to have cats ever well, since. Well, yes, we've had cats. I've had cats since I was five. So over fifty five years of cats, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've 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 had a lot. Well, we, not, we talked to, I'm we, not sixty, so that was really <laughs> like what was that? What was I thinking? Over fifty years of cats. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so when I'm kissing the cat, it's just my moment. So we have to leave me alone. Well, we're just gonna have to make sure that we sanitize those those lips. <laughs> And, and you too, with your nose in the cat's well, face all the time. Yeah, that's, the, the Bicky's a little better than than the. But the you know, to come out of COVID, this this we decided to get this cat during COVID, and we already had cats, and uh, everyone wanted to know why are you doing this again? It's the same kind of thing. Like I have friend, a friend in in Wisconsin, and uh, they have two dogs, and she got a third dog during COVID. So did Kara Ruta, the, my author friend who I just interviewed this morning. She got a third or fourth dog during COVID. I don't know what it is. We're baking cookies, planting in the garden, and buying animals. It's like we're all back to the farm. <laughs> yeah. Going to live <laughs> off the land. I don't know what, what it is. We're baking bread. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, so we, we drove out into the desert and rescued this gorgeous giant cat. Cosette. Cosette. Um, yes. Yes. For our favorite musical, Les Miserables, which we've seen over twenty times. So I quit counting. She's become the cozy kitten. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> back to Kansas City. Yeah. So we're going to. So the insanity continues. Yeah. Um, well, we were we were talking a little bit about how you know we 
we'd go to restaurants and things like that. And then sometimes we decided we'd want to go to restaurants by Alone. ourselves. But so that I could actually have a person to eat with rather than you guys going to the bathroom and playing some sort of tile game while I picked at my cold food. So I, I would have to then go to the bathroom when our food came and, and stay in there for 15 <laughs> right. minutes just, just so it would seem like Old times. the right way to do it. But, you yeah. know, we didn't have a babysitter because we were, I especially, was... I won't call me a helicopter parent. I wasn't really hovering. But, you know, he was an only child. I'd had a stroke when I had him. I wasn't going to be able to have any more. So I wanted to get it right. So we went through a number of babysitters. And then I was at the doctor's office one day, and the receptionist was this really cute brown-haired girl behind the counter, as perky as could be, Gretchen. Shout out to you, Gretchen, because you're still my friend on Facebook. And Brooks loved her. Brooks would lean out of my arms to to get to Gretchen. And I, I looked at her and she says, no, don't ask because I say no. I say no to everyone. Somehow I convinced her to say yes to us. And she became really a member of our family. Just I just loved her. I love her to this day. And it's a high bar for someone that you will trust. I, uh, with my letting, baby. Letting take care of Brooks. I barely trusted family members. Yeah, but and, Gretchen and he, was wonderful. He loved her. Yeah, he loved her. And and that was great. So we, we were able to sometimes go out to dinner. Although we always liked to have... I think it have... got to be once a week. I mean, we got to where we had a date night because Gretchen would come over and hang out with Brooks. And then when I got home... um. Everybody was asleep, and Gretchen and I would stay up and tell ghost stories. She remembers <laughs> that. I know she does. Because uh, we were we were like psychic, and we could see ghosts and dead people, and we talked about it all the time. Uh, I don't know how I missed that. You were asleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we always like to take Brooks with us everywhere we go, too, though. But so yeah. we, we did have that. But then there, then there was one time when your mom came to stay with us, and uh, or she came to stay to take care of Brooks while we went on a little road trip that... Uh, oh. Was part of my job. And well, and we I probably wasn't stories. supposed to go on stories with you, but I tried every chance I got because you had the most. You were doing travel stories back then. Oh my God, how lucky is that? Yeah, I think we went to Branson and to somewhere in Arkansas that time. Hot but we, Springs, but we, but we stayed in like this super nice uh, place in Branson. Um, was it Big Thunder Lodge or something yeah, like that? Or, yeah, I forget what it was called. But anyway, so we had left Brooks with your mom, and we thought that would. That would work out pretty well, but... Uh, My mother had so much trouble with him. He was three, and he, we had never been away from him before overnight. This was the first time when he was three years old, so he was not used to it, and mother just had to try to keep him calm. And it was hard for us because we were gone a long way away on this big road trip, and she would call and she'd say, well, he's doing fine, but he's just really missing y'all. Now, when are you coming back? And it would be like every single conversation. <laughs> we're not coming back until Sunday. It's really, you know, and then we had a whiteout blizzard, and we were like three hours late getting home. Yeah, and then didn't he sit by the front door for those three hours? When while, we got yeah. home, that's where he was. My mother said he is sitting on the steps. He is staring out the front door. He won't leave. I'm putting on Aristocats like time, <laughs> 10 times a day to keep him from crying. But he wants you home. We, I think we had been gone three days. So he was yeah. like like about us the way we were about him. It was just like, it wasn't good unless we were all three together. So yeah, so eventually it was always just like, we would just take him yeah. wherever we go. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, yeah. That really, it, even do you to think it put a strain on our marriage at all? I, I mean, your mom always worried about stuff I don't like know. That. I, I I always wanted him to have those experiences too. Yeah. You know, it's like, why Me would too. we want to go see something or be somewhere else and nope. he, he can't see it or take part in it? I think we it, were so. a very different kind of couple because we didn't run into people that, that always traveled with their children. Like they didn't have couple getaways and like, what is wrong with us? I always felt like we were a little weird. Well, <laughs> why do you want to travel with another couple? 
I don't know. No, no, I don't mean travel with another couple. I couldn't do that. But uh, just have couple getaways. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and your mom always was concerned about that. Do you remember when Brooks was ten? We're skipping way ahead, but she was really concerned, and she wanted us to have a a night away. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, how's your marriage doing?" Like we were like, "We're going to fall apart at the seams." Mm -hmm. So she came in and babysat and sent us away and. Brooks had to get under his bed and call us with a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. I think he called in from the closet, like, <laughs> yeah. you've got to come back. Yeah. You've got to come back. Yeah. yeah. My mom was really mad about that. Yeah. But it was always like that. I think from the time we went through the blizzard and the whiteout and the 10 times of the Aristocats, I think it was <laughs> yeah. poor Brooks. We got home and he was sitting on the bottom step, his little head in his fisted hands, staring out the window into the snow. And then we finally got home, and he was like, hey, where have you been? Why did you take so long? Yeah, yeah. Bless his little that was, heart. That was all cute. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to talk a little bit about um, some of the – I was doing, like, funny stories for a long time in Kansas City, and I was always try to come up with, with some fun – interesting stories to do so there was but one you were you were very pushing the envelope i'd like to be on the, on the edge yeah which would sometimes piss some people off a like, lot of people like there was <laughs> on national donut day I, I did a story where i took like a big thing of donuts to um to the police station you know with the old cliche and yeah apparently the cops didn't find that too funny and they called my news director and complained about that mm-hmm. um do you remember when i went to the um starving artist show uh, they oh they used to have God. the starving art. They call them starving artist shows where yes. um, they would sell these really cheap paintings, you know. And so I did a thing where I took a whole bunch of food to the starving artist show to feed. Well, they're not really cheap t- in that regard. They're re- inexpensive. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're like mass produced by like some Cambodian, yeah, yeah, or twelve year old. You're so irreverent now. No, like I'm gonna crawl under well, the desk. Well, you know, they're they're probably like yeah, paid two dollars two cents, uh, you know, an hour to paint these things. <laughs> but I thought it'd be funny to take a bunch of food to um, the starving artist and try to find they were them. Starving. Yeah, and and do like a you know like you're giving back mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. these people. And, Did you get in trouble? Uh, I don't know if I got in trouble. I think I got shooed out of that place. But <laughs> and then another time, so it was like a couple days before Christmas, and I thought it'll be funny to do a story like preparing the neighborhood for Santa's visit. Um, so the the way to do that, I you know thinking of Santa as sort of like the president, I, th- I thought it'd be funny like to send the advance team in oh, to, a neighbor- right. to a neighborhood. Right. I remember that. Um, to check and make sure everything's safe and cl- and clear for Santa. So I had, I had two guys that I worked with dress up in suits, look like secret service agents. They had like little earpieces in sunglasses and they're all in like these black suits. So we went into this one neighborhood in Kansas City, just unannounced. You never, you never prepped the place with, you were going to be making fun no, of. No, because <laughs> yeah, no one would ever would have allowed. I think David it. Letterman would have been proud of you. <laughs> so we had these two guys dressed in in suits with with uh, you know the the shades on, and, and they were Santa's Secret Service. And so we'd go ring doorbells, and you know people would open the door, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm you know I'm here with the TV station. Santa's going to be coming soon. We want to make sure that the premises is clear and, and ready for Santa. And some people actually let us in and like had these guys looking at me. We're videotaping these guys, you know, looking around their house to make sure everything, look, checking the chimneys and all that. But um, we went to this one house and uh, this lady opens like partway, opens the door and she's like, like stares, like she's like totally frozen. Well, yeah, it looks it, like you're the FBI. Yeah. Like she's about to be hauled into prison. Who knows what she'd done? And, and I, you know, I'm trying to do it with a straight face because I'm on camera. Like, um, you know, we're, we're here with this is this. I'm with a television station. This is Santa's secret service. We'd like to make sure your house is, is clear and, and ready to go um, for, for Santa's visit. And she says, I'll be right back. 
And so then and she, she came she closed, back with a shot. No, yeah. Well, I, I know that was like these days are like, wow, yeah, that probably was not the today. smartest thing no, to do. No, um, but she uh came back just a few minutes later and said, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to leave. But but then, like, within a couple minutes, cops pulled up out in front of the house, and you know, they're they're like she had called the police. Oh my God. Saying, who are these guys? And, you know, even though I had said we were with the TV station, so cop, you know, a couple so she cop, just didn't get it. Yeah. A couple <laughs> cop cars come flying up. They, they pull up and we're like, Oh, it's, it's all a joke. It's for TV. And, uh, and had to explain that to the police. And then the police, I think had to write up a little thing that, that, uh, went to the station. And, Did you uh, get in trouble? No, it's a because, wonder you kept a job. No, because uh, you know my boss thought, "Oh, that's hilarious! That that is just great." You had bosses that encouraged all this nonsense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and then I took the gallery magazine girl. Remember, took the gallery oh, magazine. Oh gosh, yes, that's, that's on YouTube. Yeah, that's on YouTube, and that's that's gotten like the most. Hits so, of gallery magazine ever. is like Penthouse. Well, it's it's like a nastier version of Penthouse. If like, you can it's get like, that, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah, but they have like this. They used to but have. She this, was the centerfold. She was the girl next door of the year, and mm-hmm. she happened to be from like somewhere in Kansas nearby. So, um, and they had sent me this press packet, and I thought, well, what am I going to do with that? So, because it's like her, her centerfold and, and like, and, you know, all of her naked pictures. So <laughs> I took her around into a neighborhood because since she was the girl next door, I thought, oh, that'll be funny. We'll just take her through a neighborhood. I don't, I hope I didn't choose the same neighborhood that I just had the police after me. Um, <laughs> And take her from door to door and ask people if they think that she would make a great next door neighbor as the girl next door. And then we'd intercut it with shots of her sweeping the porch. Yeah, she's sweeping the porch. Well, did she bring candy or cookies? Yeah, (laughs) we're walking down the street with this plate full of of candies and cookies that that you know for the great the girl next door to meet Mm -hmm. to meet the neighbors. And And all these old people that had no idea. Well, yeah, she'd make a good neighbor. Yeah, I'd say. Well, she's she's (laughs) and then you intercut the bing bing (laughs) of her naked pictures. God. Yeah, with the certain parts blacked out. Uh-huh. But it's like, oh, this is the Gallery Magazine girl next door. Yeah, nobody knew what People Gallery can go Magazine to was. And see that, yeah, literally, like right now. Yeah, it's it's on there. The Ted Ishler Gallery Gallery girl. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, that 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 was pretty funny too. Anyway. Well, you did a lot of funny stories, and a lot of times you you did get into some trouble. Yeah, uh, in there's fact, more trouble coming. We'll we we'll talk Texas. about some. Yeah, in Houston, where <laughs> so I so much trouble got in really big trouble. Uh-huh, but uh, uh-huh. something about Pasadena, but something Texas. that you just couldn't stop doing. No matter how many times you got in trouble, it was like, okay, Ted, you've got to learn your lesson. There's <laughs> boundaries you can't cross, and you just the boundaries there you can't wait to cross it. Well, because that's <laughs> that's the thing. I'm I was hired to be like the funny guy, and nobody wants to see just like the normal old thing. N- normal you know, funny so, stuff. You got it. You got to like, got to push it a little bit. And that, you know, it was David Letterman was always the guy that I uh, yep. wanted to, to be like. And, and you were. And, uh, you totally were. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I think this was in Houston, but I did Sesame Street one time that. Uh, Ses- well, wait till we get to Houston to talk about that. Okay. Well, because meanwhile, back at the ranch, <laughs> Brooks and I are loving our new little house. But for some, I don't know what got into us that we thought we, it was time to move. We've well, been there two years in that house, and it was just. I don't know. Because Something we, happened. Because we wanted to buy. Well, th- this is another reason that we've moved 35 times because we, even within the same city, like in Kansas City now, that'll be our third move. Yep. Although if you throw in Phoenix there and back within oh, that, God. then yep. it's like a fourth. But yep. um, but I think we decided we wanted to buy a house and, and those people- We had gone looking at open houses. Yeah. And the real estate agent, because we always thought, no, you know, we're renters. We don't have money down. We don't know what we're doing and we're not ready. And the real estate agent in that particular house convinced me, oh, no, you can buy this house. I'll show you how. And uh, uh, seriously, like a month later, we were living in that house. 
Right. But it, it wasn't the house that we loved in that little neighborhood. We, we went way out to Olathe, Kansas no, or somewhere. I know. I really yeah. wish we could have bought the little the little Peter Pan house that I love so much. Yeah. But that, but that, but the Olathe, house... we were closer to Gretchen. And so she could babysit even more and she could be my dear friend and we could hang out together and tell our ghost stories. And... Further away from my job. And that, that yeah. then became like an ongoing theme. We, the we'd commute. get further and further and further away uh, from my job. I mean, well, the further away we went, the bigger the house I could have. I know. And well, I wasn't I wasn't having my career anymore, so I had to have something. In Kansas City, I think that commute was maybe 25 minutes, which wasn't bad. But no. as we went on, like the longest commute I ever had was in when we lived outside of San Francisco, where I had like an hour and 45 minute each way commute, which was killer. But well, that's a little under two hours. So that's still, you're under <laughs> yeah. two hours. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, geez. And yours involved a plane, a train, and an automobile, yeah, basically, did, did. and on foot to get to work in San Francisco. It did. But so, yeah, so we, we decided to move. We moved everything out to, to this nice little house because we thought, well, you Cute know, little house in Olathe. And we had to decide, are we going to stay in Kansas City? Is that what, what we're going to do? And I we think sort we of, thought we were. At that point, we, we thought, yeah, we, we'd like it here. Brooks and, had and, a wonderful best friend that we thought they'd grow up and get married. I was very sad when the girl <laughs> married somebody else. Um, yeah, I mean, I was set. I, I was looking at that point. I'm still like, I don't know what happened to me. I just became this big nester. I just wanted to, you know, fill the house with lovely things and make lovely dinners. And I had never done that. Yeah. And my my mother, God bless her, she was not able to do a lot of that because she was working two or three jobs while she was raising me and my brother as a single mom because our, our dad died in a car wreck when I was only four. And so I thought the best thing I can do is that helped me. That gave me the life I wanted, not just you and Brooks. I was just nesting like a maniac. Time to buy a house, time to decorate, <laughs> yeah. time to bake cookies. You know, and I and that's what I did. Yeah. So we, we bought no We bought this house, thought we were gonna be there, and how long? Ten months. Not not a year. We weren't even there a year. We were only there not actually nine months. Um, just still kind of unpacking some things. Yeah. Not even settled in and comfy yet. Didn't even know our neighbors very well. No. <laughs> and one day you called up and said, I wanna go to Houston. And I was like, for a trip? No. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it like really, really swampy there? <laughs> Aren't there lizards and snakes in the swimming pools? And you're like, no. I mean, I just I just got a phone call out of the blue. So uh yeah, that we bought the house and almost lost ourselves on it. Yeah, because t- within 10 months. Because, of course, we're the people of yes. We never say, oh, no, we're nice and settled. Things are going very well. well Things are calm. Again, it goes back to that thing of like, well, we're going to go to the bigger markets. Although it wasn't like a competition. I was like quitting my own job to go to the bigger. But but it was a big market. I mean, yeah, Houston's was, a top 10. And it was a number one station in Houston and, and all and of that. O&O, and, owned you know, by Disney at the time. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was a big deal. I but was it, squealing with joy. So yeah. amazingly, the nester and me went straight out the window that day. But I remember, like right, <laughs> right before that, you know, we were built, setting up our house, and then our cat died, and I tried to, I tried oh, to, yeah. I tried oh. to bury our cat Petey uh, in she the backyard of our Olathe house. This was before we knew we were moving. I had her in a shoebox, and I started digging holes and kept running into like pipes, pipes and things. <laughs> And I thought, what's going to happen is I'm going to bury the cat not deep enough, and some dog's going to drag her up to our front porch. Well, not so. only that, we could have exploded the house with some <laughs> gas line because we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Luckily, we had her cremated, and guess who sits in the garage to this day? Petey yeah. Potamus. Oh my God! I know. We, yeah, we have a little thing that, that's Petey. We, we started. Also, we started um, cremating all of our cats, actually. Yeah, so which we could take at them the time I us. thought, well, all right, that's all right. But now, now, like beef, Third, we've got our third. cat beef, I think, is in this drawer right here where I'm sitting. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> and Maggie, should I get Maggie's out beef and, sh- and shake her bones? So they're both can... in there. That that's just yeah. I don't. <laughs> we don't. Sh- we shouldn't tell those secrets. People have bad opinion of us. <laughs> that's we that's cremate just our really cats nasty. and carry them with us. But we move so much that I can't bury a cat in a yard. I can't even risk that. Well, we must have thought we were going to stay there. Yeah, if we, were we gonna did. Bury, we bought a house. We're going to bury Petey in the backyard, and then mm-hmm. like within a month, like, hey, oh, by the way, new owners, there's a cat in the backyard. That's well, we bought that house. We had never bought a house, so we had never felt comfortable enough that we were going to actually commit to a location. Yeah. But, so, but you got this job and I mean, that was a big day. So off, we, off we go. Do you know that I went out and bought Stetson hats for everybody that afternoon? Yeah. I had a big cookie cake for you when you got home and I uh, told Brooks he had to start talking like this. Yeah. We have a video <laughs> of him like, we're moving to Texas and yep. he's wearing a big cowboy hat yep. and all of that. Yeah. He didn't even know what that meant. He was five years old. Yeah. So we had been Kansas City for five years, although three houses and one detour to Arizona in the summer for three months. But- Wait, I remember so that was good for us. That was a, that was good. I remember really sadly though, as we were pulling out of Kansas City, Brooks's girlfriend, yeah, who a little five year old, her family had come over to say goodbye to us, and it us. was very sad. And they're standing in our driveway as we're driving off and like waving, and like, oh, that's that's just sad. It was hard to pull him and probably away from that. wasn't ever going to be able to be reconstructed with anyone else. And I don't think it was. I think he and Shannon had something. Something really unique and well, special. As as unique and special as like no, a no, four no. or five year old. No, Ted, because they came to visit us or we visited them every single year for the rest of those children's lives. Every well, year. No, every I can I I can back that up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I'm still good friends with their family. I'm always going to be very sad that they didn't get married, but now Brooks has a wonderful girlfriend. I so. just remember, yeah, watching them as we're driving off, like, are Fiance. we doing, are we doing the right thing? But uh yeah. this is this is what we do. Now now we're involving Brooks in our insanity. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's problem. True. It wasn't just me and you and the dog named Blue and we just hop in our Winnebago <laughs> and off to a new city, which was always sort of fun and exciting. But now we're messing with him. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought if we uh. if we move while he's still in that age, that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be so bad if we would get where we were going. Although that but never, was Houston that where never, we were going? Well, I don't know. I mean, it could have been like the the strange thing is that at that station, I look now and people. Some of those same, most of those same people are still. Well, what that's happened like one to of those, us? That's like one of those places. How where, come we're always the one that doesn't? They didn't, we don't want to stay. People have asked me in my family. You know, you could have stayed in Birmingham. Well, this is a long dawn conversation I've had with my brother. Why didn't you just stay in Birmingham? I don't know because you wanted to stay with me, and I wasn't going <laughs> to stay in Birmingham. <laughs> I had to, so choose. You had to choose. That's that's the choice. Luckily, it's, I still chose you over my mom because that was stiff competition. It's Sophie's choice. Which yeah. will it be? They're both not good. But right. I knew my mom could come with me, so um, a lot of the times. Yeah. But, but that was the problem there. But but yes, yeah, so we're off to Houston, and we're thinking, okay. Uh, maybe or we're going to stay here. And we actually bought a house. We didn't rent there ever. The whole Do you realize that? The whole time we were in Houston, we never rented a How house. That? That's the only city I can say that about. Well, and that was the first place that we had a house built or we got to choose the stuff. Yeah. You know, and so they, they put us up. In fact, that station put us up in a nice little it was apartment a nice for ABC O&O six, had, six weeks or yeah, so while our house was super. being built. So that was all good. We thought we were really uptown. uptown. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. And we doing... made it. That was, the, that was the thing. And then so we bought this house in this neighborhood. It, it, we were sort of on the fringes is we were at the very back end of this neighborhood and the back behind us was well, like Well, we were in the new construction. Yeah, but behind us was an actual cow pasture. Yes, over that our was fence, our backyard. Over our fence, there were cows. Yes. And we were on the very end of this, this cul-de-sac uh, of all these new houses and it was sort of gated right there, but you know, a gate people, it wasn't like a really, cars couldn't come through, but you could walk through. And on the other side of that was this creepy, looked like the haunted mansion mm-hmm. with with these, all these like 
torn up cars parked in front and, of it. And trees that had uh, the Spanish moss hanging. I mean, you just can imagine it in your head. It was an old two-story white like farmhouse but colonial at the same time and yeah but it, it looks like at the same time but it wasn't well kept no and there were no, like all these guys disaster. shirtless long-haired guys working on cars and out our in babies front were all there the time. brooks was there our next door neighbor was there they had just moved in yeah and we were at the end of this cul-de-sac so there weren't a lot of other neighbors we had our one neighbor right there next to us but the rest of us it's like the cows behind us and then this weird house on the other side and they were from australia how weird is that yeah so they yell <laughs> across the street in this australian accent well because apparently these guys didn't like that the neighborhood had encroached on whatever they had going on there which i wasn't quite sure what that was meth lab uh, it, it, <laughs> it looked like the quintessential kind of thing uh-huh, like but that we because- had a house it was beautiful in a new neighborhood and we got to choose the building stuff and i thought we were uptown and i was just trying to not look at where we really were. Yeah, because we'd hear those guys seats. <laughs> peel, peeling out in the middle of the night. Oh, you know, and they and did the, it on purpose Yeah, and to so, keep us awake. Yeah, and so one time, Brooks and his little friend, Reagan, who lived next to us, um, they were out riding their little cars in our little cul-de-sac. This, this guy pulls up right on that little street right there in this revved up hot rod. He, he starts revving up the engine. I'm out there with both of them. And then he looks over at me and said, I got two dead bodies buried right here in the back of this house. Huh? And then he revs it up and like takes off. Yeah. Like, and Brooks oh and Reagan God. are like four and five. Yeah. yeah. He, so he was trying to, to freak us out. Because mm-hmm, so we'd move. Yeah. So I thought, all right, the sign's going back in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, We're we, out of here. Yeah, we had Cows just moved in the back, in. rednecks to the right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to get out. <laughs> Cows in the back, rednecks to the right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was so bizarre. And I don't know what the deal was with that guy. And so we were, we were always like wary of letting them go out and play out there. But yeah. it was, you know, it was a cute little, little house, cute little neighborhood. But yeah, you know, we didn't live there long, though, either. I mean, no. let's see, we moved in when Brooks was five. And I guess we did live there four years. So that's like a really long time for us. Yeah, but all, always sort of years. looking out like what's going on at that house over there. Yeah. But those guys, I think what had happened is that that house had at one time owned that land and had sold it, not necessarily, I think, knowing that a neighborhood was going to expand yeah. into their little section. So uh, we were sort of encroaching on their meth lab slash uh, who knows yeah. what. And we were not we were not in the good part of this neighborhood. And I, I learned that like every day over and over the cows, the railroad tracks. It was just not fun. And there were there were critters. Like, do you remember the frogs? Oh, we have frogs? like a bobcat too, remember? Bobcat and yeah. screaming bobcat. Yeah. And then we had um, so many frogs and snakes yeah. stuck to our windows. And just <laughs> yeah. like, you could just, you felt like you were going to walk outside into the Spanish moss swamp and an alligator was going to bite Houston your leg off. Houston was like, yeah. Is that the house where we had the snake that came under our door? Or is that our second house No, that house was there? the second house, which was in the really nice neighborhood. That one I would have stayed in. Yeah, but we had things stuck to our windows and just It wasn't like, nice. It, it wasn't. I don't know how. How did we manage to Plus stay there Plus, we had there that big power years? line in our backyard, That's too. That's true. It oh, buzzed. and fire ants. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was dumb. So you we, were just dumb. So I, I ordered this ant farm for Brooks, or I picked it up at the store, and it it didn't come with ants, obviously. So you had to like send in this thing to have them send the live ants. And you thought, you're well, going to save that 10 bucks. Because we have these big piles. There's like these dirt piles. In but the, you're not from the, the South, baby. So you don't you know, know it, what's about to happen. Yeah, there's piles of, of <laughs> ants that are like have made these mounds in our backyard. Like, I'll just go get some ants But it from was that. red. They were red well, fire ants. I don't know the difference between ants. An ant is an ant. So I go out there with this little, <laughs> not, no, this little handheld shovel. I thought, I'm just going to put a few of these in a bag, and then we can put them in the ant farm. So I stick this shovel into this anthill. Oh, and as I did that, probably 
a thousand ants climb up up this little shovel right away and then they just like cover my my arm and i'm just like getting the most pain ever i'm like flinging these things off And that is how we discovered that you are allergic to bee stings (laughs) and ant stings that was my introduction to fire ants i didn't know there was a difference between a regular ant and a fire ant your hand and foot looked like we had blown it up like a balloon like there was no (laughs) knuckles left there was you were just so swollen we had to rush you to the emergency room like what a dumb it's well, like we'll I'm just trying that. to I'm just trying to build the ant farm here, and oh my god! Fire so ants. I be, I then from then on respected the ant hills. You that, respect uh, Texas because they don't mess around. <laughs> no, they don't <laughs> even even the ants. Those things are out for blood. And, oh my god! Yeah, and and those they were all over the place too. But but yeah, I. I think I stepped on a few later, and it always swelled we up. We always my had feet to take and, you to the emergency room. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah. that's our introduction to <laughs> to Texas. So uh, here we are. Welcome to Texas, yep, y'all. And, <laughs> anyway, so we'll we'll wrap this one up. And if you uh, are enjoying our show, or even if you're not, let us know. You can write a, you can write us now at us at uh, stillmarriedpodcast dot com. That's us at stillmarriedpodcast dot com. Then comments. Or, um, you know, let us know some things you'd like us to talk about, too, or have any questions or whatever. We'll, we will do that. And, of course... But don't be mean, because I cry. Beth will cry, and we don't want her to cry. Now now probably people are going to do it just no, so to see No, please sure don't. I'm, like, super sensitive. I'll, I'll, I'll go through them all so you don't... I'm you out don't, for you universal love. <laughs> yeah, and then also... <laughs> Um, you can go to our Patreon page. It's uh, patreon.com slash how are we still married. And um, uh, that way you can pay a little bit of money and you can see all sorts of behind the scenes stuff. And you'll be a supporter of ours. If, yeah, we need yeah, we, we definitely need, need support. some supporters, but we're 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 doing well with everything. And we we also got the message over a thousand downloads in a month. So thank y'all. Thank yeah, so, y'all so much. So by the time this one hits out there, we'll have uh, 2000. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but we Words appreciate out. everybody following us. Make sure you go on to Apple and uh, give us a like. Go on to Spotify or whatever and, and just make sure that uh, you can write reviews and all of that and keep listening and tell your friends. And uh, hopefully um, we'll just keep talking about the craziness because there's a whole lot more to come. Oh, my God. Crazy what is Brooks now? He's only five years old. We get to Texas and we're just now getting there. So yeah. we've got 20, 30 years more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks oh, for listening. Oh, God, help us. <laughs> How are we still married? Yeah, bye-bye.